This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 9th of August. In your squiz today, Hakmatala is living free. Vale, Olivia Newton-John. A pay rise for aged care workers and kids and flamethrowers. This is your squiz today. Hekmatullah is the name of an Afghan soldier who killed three unarmed Australian soldiers back in 2012. A report in the Guardian newspaper says he's now living a life of luxury as a free man in Kabul in Afghanistan. If the name is familiar, it's because it's a name that came up a fair bit when the US and the Taliban were negotiating a peace deal a few years ago, as well as being found guilty of those killings. But Claire, we probably need a bit of a refresher here. Hekmatullah was a sergeant in the Afghan National Army when he murdered Lance Corporal Rick Milosevic, uh, Sapper James Martin and Private Robert Pote. Uh, He also injured two other Australians. The group were playing cards. They were inside the Tarankwat base in Uruzgan province. During the Afghan war, Hekmatala fled, but he was captured in Pakistan uh, in 2013. He was brought back to Afghanistan and he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Uh, what happened, though, over the six years was that he was able to evade execution. And then we got into the wheeling and dealing between the United States and the Taliban over that peace deal that was struck in 2020. Long story short, there were 5,000 Afghan prisoners that the Taliban wanted set free. And there were six really terrible blokes, uh, including Hekmatala, who Australia, the United States, the UK and others really fought to be exempt from that release. Uh, But the Taliban held firm and eventually he was released. And he's now been found to be living a life of luxury in Kabul. No comment as yet from the Australian government, Claire. There isn't, but it seems that our government has been in the dark about what was happening with Hekmatala for quite some time. Uh, of course, there hasn't been a lot of transparency from the Taliban about what has transpired, particularly since the fall of Kabul, which, if you can believe it, is 12 months when we get around to next week. As for a reaction from the Australians' families, uh, we're yet to hear from them as well. Two years ago, when the families of those murdered soldiers heard that he was being released, they said the news was devastating. They said he should have been executed as was his sentence from the highest court of Afghanistan and not released. In news just breaking this morning, Claire, the family of Olivia Newton-John have confirmed that she died at her home in California on Monday. She was an iconic Australian. She was British-born, but we definitely claim her as one (laughs) of ours. She, of course, was an iconic singer and actress. Her singing achievements were very big. Uh, She had two number one albums. She had five number one hits in the US, along with four Grammy Awards. She also had global record sales of more than 100 million, which makes her one of the best-selling music artists of the last 50 years. Uh, She was also a philanthropist, an activist and an entrepreneur. Uh, 
on the screen, she was probably best known for her turn as Sandy Olsen in Greece. Yeah. Of course, a movie that has been loved not just by those who saw it originally in 1978, but many, many generations after that. Uh, it was 1992 that she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she had a pretty public fight with that. She did share a lot with the public about what that all meant. Yeah, her family have said in a statement that she's been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years as she fought breast cancer. As we said, the news is just breaking. We'll bring you a bit more detail about Olivia Newton-John and her life tomorrow. The Fair Work Commission is considering a wage increase for aged care workers in a case that was originally brought forward by the unions. It's something the Albanese government say they'll back in and they've committed to funding the pay rise, Claire. Yeah, they haven't nominated a price or a rate that the government would like to see wages go up uh, for those working in the aged care sector. Uh, But as you say, they have said that they will pay for those increases. Uh, There's about a couple of hundred thousand aged care workers that would be covered by this. The unions have put forward a deal uh, asking for a 25% pay bump. Uh, What they say is that the workers' skills in that sector haven't been recognised for quite some time, uh, particularly talking about the skills that they have when it comes to caring for our elderly. Uh, They're described as social and emotional and interpersonal skills. Uh, Of course, if you have a loved one in aged care uh, or you've been into aged care homes, you know that plenty of those people working there do take a lot of care with the residents. So uh, what they say is it's time to recognise those skills and it's time for them to be paid for. As for a response from the opposition, Coalition Leader Peter Dutton says that he supports a pay rise for workers. How much that comes to is a matter for the Commission. In international news, US President Joe Biden has had a big win with the US Senate passing a massive US $740 billion climate, health care and tax package yesterday. Called the Inflation Reduction Act, it was a centrepiece of Biden's election campaign. Yeah, and that's B with a billion. Mm, big. Um, $740 <laughs> billion. <laughs> what they're going to do is make companies that make more than a billion dollars but don't pay any tax start paying tax in the US. Uh, Also, what they're trying to do is crack down on tax cheats. And what they say is with the revenue that they raise from that, it should be enough to actually fund the spending uh, and that they might even have about $300 billion extra uh, to go over it. But in the measures that they are spending on, it's the centrepiece of Joe Biden's climate package that will be paid for. Uh, Also, what they're doing is to try and make pharmaceutical drugs affordable. It passed the Senate 51 to 50, so just scraped through. The initial bill was for roughly $3.5 trillion, but still getting it done is welcome news for the Biden administration. They have midterm elections coming up in November, and Biden is facing low approval ratings and a tough economic situation with high inflation happening there as well. When it comes to what Aussies spend their cash on, eBay has a pretty good amount of data on what's being bought and sold. Speaking of tough economic times, it's notable that lettuce seeds are right up there, Claire. (laughs) A 200% increase (laughs) uh, in the sales of lettuce seeds. Um, That's some serious Australians really taking to the garden to make sure they get their lettuce hit. I didn't know that lettuce was so much in demand. It's not the thing just rotting at the bottom of the fridge. People 
people are very committed to it. <laughs> uh, also, what's really going off on eBay at the moment are secondhand designer goods. Uh, what they say locally is that we've seen that pattern before, particularly in, as we say, tricky economic times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's happening again at the moment. Um, also, the way that people are indulging themselves is car parts. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. how that's an indulgence. Yeah. It's a particular Each type to their of own. purchaser. Uh, yeah. And also trading cards are going off at the moment. Gosh, that's a bit of a nostalgia blast, isn't it? Trading cards. I reckon people think they've got a really good investment. Yeah, hoping to have the one that just happens to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Exactly. <laughs> Squizzes that know we love a good auction story and eBay certainly has those in spades. There's a few good links in the Squiz Today newsletter if you want to have a read about the weird and wonderful things people have bought and sold. <laughs> My favourite is the, the Nutrigrain that looks like E.T. <laughs> what did that go for? <laughs> went for more than a thousand dollars oh no (laughs) now kids and flamethrowers aren't two things you think should go hand in hand but one dad in canada has come up with a pretty imaginative way to make his kids a new toy daniel hashimoto uh, as you say from canada he has converted a leaf blower he's put some orange fabric on it and he says it's a really kid-friendly flamethrower that's totally appropriate for his (laughs) his kids to play with. They have a great time, he says. I'm not quite sure what sort of psychopath he's <laughs> raising, but anyway, it's working for them. Look, if a flamethrower is quieter than a leaf blower, I think you should just give them the real deal because <laughs> no one should be playing with leaf blowers at all, ever. <laughs> Squeeze the day. Claire, what are you taking note of today? It's Singapore's National Day. I really like Singapore. I haven't been there forever. I just think it's a really great place. So happy National Day to them. Shout out to Singapore. It is also Book Lovers Day. We love a good read at the Squiz. We're often recommending our favourite ones. And in fact, a few of the Squiz team are talking about their favourite books on our Insta stories later today. If you want to check it out, you can find us on at the Squiz. That's about all from us today. Have a good Tuesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow.